Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. All right, good afternoon. Uh, this is Pastor Josh Sorensen, the assistant pastor here at Calvary Church, Aurora, Colorado. And if I sound a little different from your typical Monday host, that is because our good friend, Pastor Jeff Figs, is off for the day. Uh, so I am going to cover for him today, and it's a privilege to be here with you on Calvary Live. I'm going to go ahead and just start by giving out the phone number to Calvary Live. If you've got any Bible questions or any prayer requests you'd like to bring to the surface here, and, and we can certainly try to do our best to help answer, and we'd love to pray for you. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. And we also have a text line option. So I know for some of you, it's a little intimidating to to talk on the radio. So if you would like to text a prayer request or text a Bible question, uh, we'll do our best to get to as many of those as we can. Text line number is 720-336-0897, Happy Monday to you all. This is Monday, April 10th, and we are coming live from the Grace FM studios. Calvary Live comes to you every Monday through Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And again, my name is Josh. Great privilege to be with you today. Uh, You might be listening to us on 101.7 in Southern Colorado, so hello to all of you that are tuning in there. Our big station, 89.7 in Northern Colorado, welcome to everybody listening on Grace FM. And of course, we've got people listening all throughout the United States, Uh, people listening to the Radio by Grace Network, 77 stations throughout the nation. Hello to all of you. So glad you guys are part of the Calvary Live family. And we would love to hear from you as well. And of course, we've got people listening uh, online, uh, gracefm.com. We've also got the Grace FM app, which I encourage you guys, if you've yet to get the free app, it's it's an amazing app. You can listen anywhere at any time to Grace FM, and there's a lot of bonus features on there for you as well. So you can go to your app store and download the Grace FM app. Uh, again, you can get it right from gracefm.com if you prefer. Uh, it's available for Android, Apple TV, Roku. So privileged uh, to uh, be able to make that available to you guys. And of course, I know that many of you are listening on Hope FM back in my neck of the woods on the East Coast uh, and Truth FM or Higher Rock as well uh, on the East Coast. And some of you are listening in Idaho. So again, wherever you are, you are welcome to call us at this number, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. I'm originally from Philadelphia, and so I'm very familiar with our friends at Hope FM uh, and love to know that uh, people out there are listening. So uh, anyone from the East Coast, and I know many of you guys are listening now a week delayed. Uh, so here at Grace FM, it's live, and so you will be on the radio live. But if you're listening uh, across the coast on the other side, uh, Higher Rock Radio, Truth FM, Hope FM, you guys will be a week delayed. But call in anyway um, at this number, and you'll be able to listen in next 
next week, 303-690-3000. Again, we just want to be available. That's kind of our heart. Pastor Ed Taylor and I were talking the other day, um, and, you know, this is, of course, we want to be able to do what we can to help answer Bible questions, and so many of the questions you guys give us are, are amazing, but it's really our heart to just be pastoral. If you come to our church here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, you'll, you'll see all the pastors up front at the end of each service, and it's just our heart to be there to pray with people. It's our heart to be there to open up the Bible and answer any questions that we can. And so that's kind of the heart as well behind this radio show, Calvary Live, uh, is just to be able to pastorally minister to those of you that um, are needing it. And again, one of the things I love about the, the medium of radio— is uh, there are so many people listening right now, and you may be working out and listening in your earphones, you may be in your car driving, you may be in your office, you may be at home, but wherever you are, God is so good to be able to get this to you. And if you call with a prayer request, you will now have so many other people joining in and praying. So last Friday was actually my first show, so this is technically my second show, although it's not, I'm filling in for Pastor Jeff Biggs, but uh, but it's just such a wonderful thing to be able to pray and to talk to the Lord and to know that there are other brothers and sisters agreeing around this prayer that we're lifting up. So if you have a prayer request, if there's something on your heart, uh, or again, a Bible question or something maybe you've been reading in your own personal devotions and a question came up, or maybe something from church this weekend, or you've been listening to Grace FM and the pastor said something and you'd, you'd like to talk a little bit more about that, uh, again, we're available to do uh, what we can to help you with that. So the number 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Or as, as we've mentioned before, we've got a text line. That text line, by the way, is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you want to keep that number on hand and at any point in time something happens and you just need prayer, um, we get those prayer requests wonderfully, uh, and those prayer requests get sent to the staff here at Calvary Church. And so many people, we've got a prayer team, uh, our, our church team prays through each and every single one of those prayer texts that come in. Uh, we get them and pray for them, and also you should receive a personal response to every text as well. So uh, 720-336-0897 is the text line. 720-336-0897 is the text line. Um, and again, uh, the number, one more time, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. I uh, hope you guys had a wonderful Resurrection Weekend. It was an incredible time here at Calvary Church. We had our Good Friday service Friday afternoon at noontime. Then we had two services on Saturday, and we had three services on Sunday. Uh, first service was a, a somewhat of a sunrise service. We started at 6.45, and every single one of those services was just glorious. It was it was beautiful. God showed up in a powerful way in terms of just His presence and, and moving through the worship, and Pastor Ed just gave a great, great word on the resurrection. And I encourage you guys to, uh, to go to Calvary uh, calvaryco.church, or you can, again, get the Calvary Church with Ed Taylor app, um, and you can listen in to that, that study on the resurrection. It was, it was powerful, and what was beautiful about being here in the building 
was seeing God's spirit moving because people stood to give their lives to Jesus and people stood to recommit their lives. And what a privilege I was able to pray with so many different people. Uh, and it was just a joy. It was a joy to be able to see God move in that way. And, and I actually texted Pastor Ed afterwards and just said, man, Ed, isn't it amazing? Just the simple power of the gospel. The gospel is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes. And so just being able to talk on Friday about the cross and the cost of what it meant for our sins to be forgiven because of what Jesus did on our behalf, but then the glorious power of the resurrection on Sunday, and, and that he proved not only does he have the power to say to us, your sins are forgiven, but also to say, death is conquered. And so when, when we close our eyes in this world, as we all will, and breathe our last breath, those of us that have put our faith and our trust in Jesus have the confidence, uh, 100%, that we are going to open our eyes in eternity, and we're going to see Jesus face to face, and we're going to see the loved ones that have gone before us face to face. We're going to be able to hug them. The Bible talks about a bodily, physical resurrection. So we're going we're gonna to be able to sit down with our loved ones, look into their face, hug them, talk with them, communicate with them. It's Heaven is not, as many people sometimes think, a bunch of spirits floating out there in the clouds, and maybe we're playing harps, and we don't really know what's going on. <laughs> it's quite the opposite. Uh, my pastor back in Philadelphia used to always say, we're not going to be dumber in heaven. <laughs> we're we're going to have our new glorified bodies, and, and we're going we're gonna to be with the saints of the ages and, and our loved ones, my grandparents, you know, those that have passed away, our friends, uh, uh, any of us that have lost children. Uh, we're we're going to be there with them in the presence of the Lord. And we're going to finally see Jesus face to face. How amazing will that be to see the face of Jesus? We've been walking by faith for so long, and here we are seeing Jesus face to face. And, and all of that is made possible because of what we heard this weekend, uh, Easter weekend, Resurrection weekend, about the, the, the glorious power of Jesus being raised again from the dead three days later. And, and that, by the way, is the center of our faith. That's the center of our faith. That's everything we believe, um, that there's a God who loves us so much that he sent his son, that whoever believes in him, nobody is so far gone, nobody has outsinned to the grace of God, whoever believes in him won't perish, but have everlasting life. And Jesus proved that by sacrificing himself on the cross and, and being our sacrifice in our place, and then, of course, rising again from the dead. So just an amazing weekend. Uh, and before we get to the calls here, I, I one of our pastors here just a few minutes ago gave me I, I can't even count. I would say there's probably 50, 60 different prayer requests from people that go through our addictions ministry here at Calvary Church. It's called The Most Excellent Way, uh, and they meet Tuesday evenings. And prayer requests after prayer requests after prayer requests of people going through all sorts of things, from prayer requests for people still struggling with addiction and alcoholism and, and people's family and health issues and, and prodigal children and relationships and financial issues. So just and, and he told me this was all from the past week. Um, so just a handful of these. And I'd love to, if we get any time today, pull a couple of these and just pray for them as well. But God is just doing a great thing, but he's doing a great thing in the midst of a lot of people that are hurting and a lot of people that are struggling. Uh, and so um, again, to be able to celebrate the resurrection in all of 
its glory and power and to lift up the name of Jesus um, sets all of these things in the right perspective, that he loves us, that he's with us, that he'll never leave us, that he'll never forsake us. Um, and I see a prayer request here from Sharon in Harrisburg, and I feel like this might be an appropriate uh, appropriate time to just pray with what you have here. So hello, Sharon. Good afternoon. Hi. I wasn't thinking I was going to get through as quickly. <laughs> oh, as you are on. Right. You are on live in Calvary Live. So good to talk to you. Yeah, I've, I've called in several times in the past, um, called in and, and talked about my, my mother that had passed away a year ago. My brother and I were her caregivers. My father has been in a nursing home. He's currently at his, his end stage of, of life. So we've taken care of both of our parents for, for such a long time, and, and now he's here soon, going to join her. Um, I'm just really—I need prayers for a peaceful passage. He's, he's so stubborn. He's holding on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got in touch with his, his son that he's been estranged from for many years and actually got him to come in here today because I feel like he's been kind of holding on, waiting for something that, that I don't have the answer to, and, and I feel like his son being there with him today mm-hmm. really helped immensely. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the spirit of the holiday and, and, and Jesus and everything right now, I just, I just, I, I'm just praying for this peaceful passage so he can be happy and live a full life again. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, Sharon, do you have a, a community, a church community as well that you're involved in, people that are able to support you and, and pray with you through these things? I, I don't. And, okay. and I, I was, I was sent some books. So graciously, one of the last times I called in, and and I promised to check into uh, one of the churches that, that that we thought were affiliated with with you guys. Um, that's and I think it might have been in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, across okay. the river from where I'm at. And I just haven't gotten around to it. Life is just so hectic, and, and his health has just taken this decline. And it's just really been spending so much time with him. I have my family, you know, we're there for each other. I, I do need to look out to a a bigger support system like that, just because of, you know, my mother in February, that was just one year since she passed and, and now him. So it's, it's kind of like, I've done everything I can do now and now I got to start taking care of myself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I definitely know that that's on the horizon to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it is, a, it's a joy to pray for you. Uh, and I'm so sorry about the loss of your mother and, uh, we'll, we'll just pray that God will minister to your father. Um, and, uh, and minister to you in this season, because again, as we, we were just talking about a minute ago, the resurrection is the confidence in the very center of our faith that we we know that those that have gone on before us, I mean, the Bible says we grieve, we do grieve as Christians, but but we don't grieve as those who have no hope. And, and the reason is because Jesus has accomplished on our behalf um, the, the ability to know that death is not the end of the story. Uh, it's not the period on, on our lives. And so um, so to be able to pray and just pray that God would work in, in the life of your Father right now would, would be a joy. So, uh, Jesus, we just want to come before you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Lord Jesus, I just pray for her as she is hurting. Lord, you can hear it in her voice. I pray, Lord, that you would minister to her, your, your presence, uh, your peace in her life right now. Um, to be able to lose a mom and then now have her father uh, just uh, being in a position where he himself is struggling. And uh, it sounds like he is uh, in a nursing home. And Father, we just trust you, Lord, that you are able to move and to minister um, and do something in her father's heart that no human could ever do. 
Lord, you're able to speak uh, even the still small voice of the Lord to him. No matter what kind of physical or mental ailments he may have, Lord, uh, in that nursing home, you are good and, and you're able to speak the language of the heart, Lord. And so perhaps it's it's uh, just the, the gospel message that he heard once in church or, or maybe as a kid, and you're able to bring that back into his mind again. And, uh, and perhaps, Lord, and I would pray that even others that are in the nursing home, perhaps some of the workers would, would come around him and that they would be born-again believers that would encourage him, pray with him, and communicate the gospel message to him, Lord, encourage him with the message of Jesus. Um, and, and for Sharon, Lord, just having to carry all of this, she's no doubt still grieving the loss of her mother, and now, of course, her father. And, uh, and I just pray, Lord, and, and I, I'm so thankful she calls in and is able to get some encouragement and ministry through this medium of Calvary Live. And, um, and I pray, Lord, she would find out there in Harrisburg or the surrounding area just the right community of believers to walk alongside of her and to encourage her and to lift her up, particularly, Lord, in the season where things are difficult for her. Um, I'm so thankful, Lord, you saved us not just into a relationship with you, and, and that wonderfully would have been enough, but you've also saved us into a community of other people. And in that community that you call the church, uh, Lord, we have people that are able to weep with us when we weep, laugh with us when we laugh, to bear our burdens, Lord, when we feel we can't move another step forward, Lord. They intercede for us. They pray for us. Uh, Lord, I just, I can't imagine, Lord, where my life would be without my spiritual brothers and sisters in, in the church. And so uh, I pray that for Sharon, Lord, that you would bring the right people into her life uh, and, and allow her to find the right community of believers so that she can receive all the benefits, Lord, of, of uh, the people that you want to bring into her life. But, but Lord, you're there with her. Your spirit can minister to her, and so we just pray that you would do that, even in this moment, Lord. Give her a peace that passes all understanding, that would guard her heart and her mind in Christ Jesus. Watch over her father, Lord, and we pray these things in the good name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You're so welcome, Sharon. Thank you so much for calling, and hopefully we'll we'll talk to you again. All right. God bless. All right. God bless you, too. You're listening to Calvary Live, and uh, my name is Josh. Great joy to be the host on behalf of Pastor Jeff Figgs. Uh, he is the senior pastor at Calvary Chapel Greeley, and uh, so he is unable to be here today, so I'm stepping in for him, but he will be back with us here on Calvary Live tomorrow. Uh, but if you'd like to call with a prayer request or any kind of a Bible question, uh, feel free to call 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Uh, we have a question, I believe it was a uh, follow-up question from a conversation that sounds like uh, Kimberly from Maryland had with Pastor Jeff Figgs not too long ago. Good afternoon, Kimberly. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you today? I'm good. Good, glad um, to hear it. I'll just add, um, we always say that more than two prayers help, so I will add another prayer request for the um, the young lady that called before. Amen. Thank you so right? much. Her name is Sharon. She's from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, so that would be a, a privilege for you to pray and anyone else listening to, to be lifting up Sharon. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, so... Prior to you coming on on the radio, they were talking about you know uh, resurrection of Jesus, and um, and I can't remember the guy uh, that was speaking, but um, what he was saying that um, he was saying, okay, I'm trying to get my brain together. Sure, so yeah, no he problem. He was saying that 
while Jesus was on the cross, he said it wasn't the nails that were um, implanted in his feet and hands that were the most excruciating pain. He said it was all the sins that he had to engulf that was the most excruciating pain. And because it was uh, because of the separation of God. So my question uh, and confusion is, is so of course Jesus was righteous, and of course he was God in human form. And so my question to you is, and, and I kind of think I understood it, and I guess because he swallowed up the sin, did that make him less righteous at that point? So I'm saying, so why was he separated from God at that point? Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's a great question. Um, as a matter of fact, Somebody over the weekend and I had a similar conversation about this idea. There's there's a lyric to a song that we sing that says, the father turns his face away. You may have sung that song as well. Um, but most of the time we, we, we think of this when we hear Jesus on the cross saying, my God, my God, why have, have you forsaken me? Um, and... You know, that's a, it's tough to fully understand, um, and hopefully I'll, I'll be able to ask, answer your question. If not, um, if there's something else specific you're looking for. But um, we do know that Jesus on the cross, the Father allowed him to suffer um, the this, this spiritual wrath of God. Um, and there is a theological word called the propitiation uh, for our sin. And that just simply means that the wrath of God because of he, the fact that he's a holy God, and, and he must, because of his just and holy nature, judge sin. And so again, if it wasn't for Jesus, then that wrath would be aimed right at us. Uh, but Jesus decided to stand between the wrath of God uh, in his holiness and us as sinners. And so he absorbed uh, and took on the wrath of God. And, and, and scripture says he was the propitiation for our sin, meaning he satisfied the wrath of God on our behalf. Um, and so, you know, Jesus taking on our sin, the Bible says that there was this exchange that happened. Paul says that he, Jesus, who knew no sin, he became sin. Uh, the idea is that he bore the sin of the world, not just the sin of his day, but the sin of of all of human history, our sin, my sin, past, present, future, your sin, all of our sin on the cross. Um, And in that moment, uh, God poured his wrath out on Jesus so that Jesus would be able to satisfy uh, all the righteous requirements of, of the law and satisfy the righteous anger and wrath of God. So in that moment, um, as, as, as Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, it, it was probably, as you mentioned, the deepest, darkest part of Jesus' suffering. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he endured social abandonment uh, from his disciples. They all ran away and they left and uh, all but John came back with some of the women. Uh, of course, he had emotional uh, desert, desertion as well. It, that was painful, uh, but only inside of him. Uh, but this idea of the spiritual forsakenness, the spiritual wrath, uh, a, a occurred somewhere in the very Godhead itself. Um, and and I and I don't I don't even want to speculate because I don't fully understand how that works. But something was torn in the very fabric of the relationship between the Father and the Son. Um, and again, to get a sense of it, which is a pretty incredible, Jesus and God the Father 
um, ha- have had a relationship along with God, the Holy Spirit, from eternity past. Uh, you know, I think of John chapter one, it says, in the beginning was the Word, speaking of Jesus, the Word was with God, the Word was God. So for all eternity, Jesus lived and dwelt with the Father, and and, and not just with the Father, the, the idea is that, you know, God is, he, the, is a triune God, which means that um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Spirit are all equally and simultaneously God, meaning they're God at the same time. God the Father is just as much God as Jesus, just as much deity, as it were, as, as the Holy Spirit. Um, and yet they're three persons, one God and three persons. So this, again, just this idea of, um, you know, of, of being turned face to face with God the Father is, is, the, is the Bible's idea of the highest possible blessing or happiness. Um, you, you may know Numbers chapter 6, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And so the face of God uh, is, is this wonderful aspiration that God has given us in Jesus, that he turns his face towards us now. He loves us. Um, and so somewhere in the process of Jesus on the cross, as he was bearing our sin, um, having the Lord turn his face away became probably the, the deepest uh, fear and dread that Jesus himself had to endure on the cross because of his, from eternity past, his relationship with his Father. Um, and that happened again. We just, we talked this weekend at three o'clock that Friday afternoon. It says there that uh, all the sin of the world was rained down on him, think, thinking about a million Sodom and Gomorrahs. And, and in the tyranny and agony of it all, Jesus there cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, and again, at the end of the day, what's most remarkable about that uh, is that he did that for me. And what's most remarkable about that is that he did that uh, for you, Kimberly, and for everybody listening. Um, so, so again, uh, yes, of course, the cross was excruciatingly painful, um, but, but I think the bearing of the weight of the sin of the world um, was what caused him the most anguish on the cross. And again, in, in terms of what that did in his relationship with his father in that moment, um, I, I'm not fully clear on that. As a matter of fact, I, I did some reading because I had a conversation with somebody, um, and, we, and we don't fully understand what that means, other than it's very clear that Jesus was absorbing God's wrath on our behalf. And so, um, and I'm thankful because that means this. It means now all of our sins are forgiven. It means that God is not angry with any child of his. He's not disappointed. He is, um, has, has nothing now. The wrath has been satisfied. So, so he's not a God. Sometimes we think of God as being frustrated or angry or short-tempered, or maybe we think of God the way we thought of, of our earthly father. Um, but, but, but God now is the perfect heavenly father whose righteous wrath has been satisfied because of what Jesus accomplished. So I hope that helps that a little sense. bit. Yeah, it makes sense because if you think about it, if we're all sin and then Jesus was righteous and had no sins, and if he engulfed our sins, I can see the separation because now he had all of our sins, and then God had to cleanse him before he got to heaven. So I can see where there might be that separation in that moment between that crucifixion before he ascended, in that sense. Does that make sense? Absolutely. When he said it it is finished, that that was the moment that that, the— that every part of the plan of salvation was was completed. And then Jesus, of course, breathes his last breath, and then three days later comes back to life. But I believe it was in that moment that sin was forgiven. It was in that moment that God's righteous wrath was satisfied. It was in that moment that every person that puts their faith and trust in Jesus was was justified because of of those three words, it is finished, which literally means paid in full. He, he accomplished a, a debt that we couldn't pay, and he paid it for us. Yeah. 
I thank you very much for your help. Oh, and you're I so welcome, called Kimberly. You for all my information. So I thank you so much for all your um, information when I I, uh, I need help. Oh, so I, I appreciate your hard work too. Oh, you're so welcome, Kimberly. And, and please call back anytime. And, and next next week, I believe oh. Jeff Biggs will be back, so you can talk to him as well. Yep, I, and I will call. Thank you so much. Right. Have a blessed day. Thank you so much. God bless you. All right, you are listening to Calvary Live. We're about ready to take a break. So I do see you, Jane, on the line. So we will get to you after the break. But let me give the number out again, 303-690-3000. That's the number for you to call with any Bible questions you may have or uh, a, a prayer request. It's an honor to be able to pray with you and for you. And I think about the fact that so many believers are listening right now. And so if you want to pray uh, with for something in your life that is weighing on you or something that you're just asking God to break through in your life or, or a healing work to happen in relationships or physical healing to happen, or if you're grieving the loss of a loved one or you're struggling with depression, anxiety, for, for not just me to be able to pray with you, um, but, but to have so many others come around you and pray with you through this means of radio would, would be a privilege and a joy. So again, 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, we have two open lines. We'd love to hear from you. 303-690-3000. Uh, and we will be back shortly after this break here on Calvary Live. You're listening to Grace FM. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to our second half of Calvary Live. So great to be with you. My name is Pastor Josh Sorensen. I am the assistant pastor, one of many assistant pastors here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, I have the privilege of working with Pastor Ed Taylor, uh, and just such a joy to be able to serve you through this medium of radio here on Grace FM uh, and Calvary Live. So welcome to all of you that are listening on Grace FM 101.7 down in Southern Colorado. Again, those of you listening here on 89.7 FM in Northern Colorado. Uh, we are so glad to have you with us, and we are answering Bible questions uh, and praying for you. And we're going to pray for a few people that have sent in some prayer requests here, so it's a joy to do that. But let me give you the number if you're listening and would like to brave <laughs> the uh, radio waves and give us a call here. Uh, the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Uh, happy to be able to do our best to help answer any Bible questions you have or help you process through uh, anything regarding uh, your your life and having a Christian worldview. And so many things in our world can be so confusing, but we've got uh, the clarity and the, and the living, breathing, active Word of God that will not return void. And it always accomplishes everything it was sent forth to do wonderfully. So we've got the confidence of the bedrock of truth in, in, in God's Word that we've been given. So to be able to talk through any of those things would be great. And again, uh, if you just have a prayer request that you uh, would like to lift up and have many, many people pray for you, then that is what we are here to do. And it is our joy to do that. So again, 303-690-3000. Or if you would prefer, you can text us and ask a question or even just share your prayer request. And that is 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. 
336-0987. Also, again, just want to welcome all of you that are listening live here uh, on Radio by Grace, uh, the Radio by Grace Network. And I, I have been told there's 77 stations throughout the nation, so people are listening all over the place. And we are just so thankful that you are part of our Calvary Live family and would love to hear from you if you're listening on Radio by Grace. Uh, and again, there are those listening a week delayed, so this will be next week. Uh, but we do want to welcome those listening on Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio on the East Coast and in Idaho. Uh, we are so glad that you're tuning in, even though it's a week late. Yeah, feel free to give us a call at the same number. You're welcome. Uh, and it will be aired a week later for you. But we invite anybody here listening to call us. Again, we have uh, no open lines at the moment, but we will continue to give out the number 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We have Jane, who has been patiently waiting on the phone here from Denver, Colorado. Jane, thank you so much for waiting. All right, is Jane there, or maybe she she uh, she's no longer waiting? <laughs> okay, um, let me let me run over here real quick to a couple of the texts that came in. I want to make sure we get to these because we don't always get to necessarily all of the texts, but there were a couple in particular that I just wanted to make sure we prayed for. Um, there was a friend of ours named Fernando, and he says that his prayer request is for himself to get through this season of loneliness. Um, and, and he's very honest, as he says, some days he, he, he just can't bear it, even though he knows that God loves him and he knows that God will never leave him. So, Fernando, amen to that. God has promised you um, in, in, in all of his ability to make a promise and keep it. <laughs> and, and God's word says every promise is yes and amen in Jesus. But you know he has promised never to leave you and never to forsake you. And I know that that doesn't necessarily always, we don't always feel that, particularly in seasons of loneliness. And and I've been through seasons of loneliness, and man, I, that is just a hard place to be, and my heart goes out to you. Um, but but continue to hold on to, to the reality that, that you are not alone, that God is with you, that He loves you. Um, and, and it is God's desire, it is God's desire that you would have a community of people around you. Um, so I, I pray and hope if you're not part of a church that you would find a good Bible-teaching, Jesus-loving church, because I guarantee you, they are everywhere, and there are people that will love you and step into your life with you. So, Fernando, we will pray for you for sure. Also want to just uh, add two more prayer requests here. Um, a 72-year-old friend of ours named Ray is requesting prayer for some health issues. He just shares that he's dealing with some digestive issues and a decrease in appetite um, and having trouble sleeping. Uh, so just a, a number of different things there. So, Ray, we are honored to pray for you, and we will do that, believing, again, uh, that God will, will answer our prayers here. Um, and also, just an anonymous text came in that we would pray for um, this person's stepdaughter, that she would find the Lord, and that the Lord would bless her. So amen to that. So if we could, let's just uh, take 30 seconds here, and we'll pray for Fernando in his season of loneliness, for Ray with all of his physical issues and digestive issues, and for uh, the stepdaughter of uh, one of our, our listeners here, that she would find the Lord. So Jesus, you have overheard. Uh, Lord, you have seen the, the hearts behind each person bringing these requests, and, and Lord, you are good, because you know the situation perhaps even more, uh, and, and definitely even more, than those that are asking uh, for, for these prayer requests. So, uh, Father, we just want to pray for Fernando, that you would meet him now in this season of loneliness, that he would sense your presence, Lord, 
He knows, he said, that you'll never leave him or forsake him. But there's a great joy when we can sense your presence with us. Uh, we talked just a minute ago about uh, numbers where it says, Lord, that we, we pray for one another, that the face of the Lord would shine upon us. And I pray that for, for my brother Fernando, Lord. Meet him, minister to him, bring other believers around him. I'm not sure if, if, if he's homebound or exactly what his situation is, but I just pray that he would be ministered to, first and foremost, by um, the, the loving presence of Jesus who is with him at this very moment. And then other people, People would in some way be able to be in contact with him. And if he's able to be a part of a church community, if he's not, Lord, that that would be a, just a, a, an answer to, to these prayers as well uh, for, for, for companionship, Lord, and Christian companionship in his life. Uh, we also want to pray for Ray, Lord, uh, who has just have, had a number of health issues, and particularly these digestive issues, and because of that, a loss of appetite, and then from some of the side effects, a loss of sleep, and you, you know that, Lord. You see our physical frame. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would touch him. We believe in a God who heals, so we pray, Lord, that uh, you would touch his physical frame and bring him relief, Lord, and uh, heal the things that are going on inside his digestive tract, Lord, um, that you too would be an ever-present help in time of need, that Ray would know that you're with him and that you love him, Lord. Um, and Lord, that in these moments of illness and in these moments of, of probably at times feeling desperate, um, that you would draw near to him in his brokenheartedness, Lord, as your word says that you would do, and that you would, you would bind up uh, his wounds, Lord. And we would pray that both physically but of course, spiritually, emotionally as well, Lord Jesus, because you care for him. Uh, and then lastly, we just want to lift up the stepdaughter of one of our listeners. And we do amen and agree that she would find the Lord, Lord, that you would come alongside her, reveal Jesus to her, um, that she would receive the gospel message, Lord, that yes, she's a sinner separated from God, but but God so loved her uh, that that she would accept Jesus to be the savior of her life and that you would come in and as your word says, the Holy Spirit wouldn't dwell her and that she would receive great blessing in her life because of her relationship with you. So we pray these things today in the good name of Jesus. Amen. All right, I'm going to get to a couple calls here. We do have one more line open, I believe. Uh, if not, keep trying, and we will do our best to get to you. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. And we're going to come here to Maria. Uh, hello, Maria. How are you doing today? Oh, just fine. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks so much for calling. How can we help you? Um, oh, well, I'm a born-again Christian, and I... I wasn't when I first got married. You know how dumb you are when you're young. You just don't know any better. But uh, I became a born-again Christian a few years later. However, um, my husband uh, claimed to be Christian, but uh, as it turns out, is an atheist and is, I think, more... uh, more of a satanical person than an atheist now. Uh, let me tell you, I I have seen the the smiling face of Satan. Hmm. Uh, seriously, uh, it just scared the life out of me. Anyways, uh, I'm a more or less a runaway wife. Um, so my question is, if I am a born again Christian. <clears throat> And the Bible says that two become one. Does that mean that he is also saved? Okay, so is your husband saved through you? 
because yes, because you know, two two is one, and I'm just wondering. That's a that's a great question. How what I'm just curious, what is your husband's response to your faith and when you pray and when you talk of the things of the Lord? How how does how does he respond? Absolute profanity. Um it, it it's turned worse over the past few years, but um I honestly there's a demon in him and it's just it, it it's scary to talk to him. You you just you you see the oh the face of Satan. It's very scary, very very scary. I I think he's possessed. <laughs> okay, okay. Um. So and I pray for him all the time, and I I I I try to stay away from contact with him. Okay. Um. Yeah, he doesn't know where I am. But anyway, sure, <laughs> sure. So you guys are not living together at the moment. Uh, oh, haven't been for ten years. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I really appreciate your your um, question here because I think there's a lot of uh, whether it's husbands that are um, maybe found themselves in a similar situation where they were uh, got uh, married an unbeliever, um, or perhaps they both of them were unsaved when they met, and then one becomes a believer. And so these are very real questions in people's lives, and uh, and it does impact a lot of how we. How, how we move forward. So I would say this, I would say that, um, you know, First Peter chapter 3, Paul, ta- I'm sorry, Peter talks there to wives that are married uh, to unbelieving men, and he doesn't say that because you're saved, that there's a guarantee that your husband will also be saved. He doesn't say that. Um, also, I just want to add, he doesn't say divorce your husband because your husband's not saved. Um, what he actually says there uh, is, First Peter chapter three verse one. In the same way, you wives, he says, there accept the authority of your husband because, of course, Peter's talking there about the structure of marriage. And then he goes on to say, there, if any of them, meaning if any of your husbands do not believe the word, um, let them be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. It's very interesting that, that the Holy Spirit led Peter to include that in the scripture because God knew that for you know for thousands of years to come there would be many believers, one believer, and and perhaps married to an unbeliever that would ask the same similar question that you're asking. And so and so Peter just says, um, inspired by the Holy Spirit, written down here, he just says, look, there's no guarantee that your your spouse will be saved. Um, and, and they're not going to be saved because they're necessarily married to a believer. But he says it's very possible that you, even if they're antagonistic, you said your husband's very just uh, does not want to hear, does not want to talk about it. He's even, um, you know, violently resistant to hearing the message. But, um, but he says you could perhaps even win your spouse over without a word, just by you living your life. And, and your testimony is the most powerful thing that any of us as Christians have. The fact that Jesus has saved me and Jesus is doing a work in me, that speaks more than anything else. And so if you're married to an unbelieving spouse, um, that spouse will eventually see the difference in your life. And sometimes that's, that's a difficult thing because the spouse pushes the believer away. But there's other times that's a beautiful thing because over time, as Peter says, he's, he is watching your life and is 
able to be convinced that something genuine has happened in your life. Uh, and, and, and Peter says, the desire would be that you would win them over um, by your own, your own testimony. And so, of course, um, in, in your particular situation, uh, Maria, that's, it's a bit different because you guys aren't living together, but I would still say this. I would say pray for your husband and don't ever give up as, as, as difficult of a man as he may be. Pray for him. Love him as best you can, because of course, Scripture teaches us not even to love those that that are easy to love, but to love those that are difficult to love. And he even goes so far, Jesus, to say, love your enemies, right? So, um, so love him, pray for him, and then any opportunity that you may be around him, Peter says, look, you might even be able to win him over without saying anything, just by your lifestyle, just by your testimony, just by uh, the reality of Jesus in and through you. Um, so, in short, to answer your question, no, it's, there's no guarantee that he will be saved, but uh, because that's a decision between every individual person, they must receive Jesus as their own personal Savior. And, and as much as I know you would wish you could change his heart and uh, make him uh, receive Jesus, that, that obviously can't happen. That can't happen for, for my children. I've got four children. I can't make them walk with Jesus, but I can pray and I can do my best to, to live a life that honors Jesus before them so that they can see the difference in my life and Hopefully they then in turn make their own decision. And I'm so thankful that they have made their own decision to follow Jesus. But um, Maria, would it be okay if I just pray for you guys right now as you're going through this? And, oh, yes. Great. Please. Amen. Absolutely. So Lord Jesus, I just want to pray for Maria and pray for her husband. And Lord, uh, you know what is going on inside of his heart, spiritually, emotionally, why he's so resistant to the good news of Jesus. But Lord, you love him. We do know that. You love him, Lord, um, and you have demonstrated your love that while he is still a sinner, Jesus died for him. That's what your word says. So I just pray that you would grab a hold of his heart, break through whatever hardness is there, um, Lord, and in the, the goodness of God, in the most um, wonderful of ways, Lord, would you bring him to salvation, Lord, and, and use Maria, Lord, in, in any way, um, Lord, even if she feels, man, I've, I've, I've blown it, or I've blown my testimony, or I've done things and said things I shouldn't have done. Well, of course, Lord, we've all done that, but, um, but I pray she wouldn't look back and, and, and condemn herself, but she would look forward, Lord, and, and just want to continue to pray persistently and continue to love unconditionally, as your word says, and, 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 and again, that he would be won over by her testimony, um, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by any other believers that you would bring into his life as well. So we lift him up and, and just continue to give Maria grace upon grace in her life and wisdom um, to interact with a man that sounds like he's pretty hard-hearted and difficult, Lord, and, um, and yet he is not beyond the, um, the reach of God's grace. We know that. So we lift him up and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Oh, I, you're so much welcome. I do appreciate that. I do know that we're, <clears throat> we're two or more pray the lord will listen and he's he's got a few years ahead of him of i i think literal hell um because you, you just you, you can't be that mean well, yeah one, and not have it hurt your wonderfully you, yeah wonderfully I, and i agree you know there there definitely are consequences to our our sin but I also believe that the power of the gospel is able to reach the worst of the worst. <laughs> and in so many ways, uh, man, it, you know, I, I've said this to so many people, if God could save me, 
and all the, the, the mess I was in and just the knucklehead that I was, uh, man, God can save anybody, anybody listening, anybody listening. And it's true. Yes, there are consequences to our, our behavior for sure. Um, but we're going to pray by faith. And, and, and we know, Maria, when we pray for your husband, that Jesus wants to save him more than anybody else. And he's able to do that. So uh, thank you so much, Maria, for calling. Appreciate that pr- prayer for your husband. We will uh, obviously just trust that the Lord will do a good work in his life. Uh, we'd like to go now to Bobby uh, in Amarillo, Texas. Good afternoon, Bobby. Looks like we may have lost Bobby as well. So let's go to Maria uh, in San Angelo, Texas. Hello, Maria. Oh, yes. Uh, hi, this is Maria. There were two Marias at the same time. Ah, there <laughs> you go. At the same time, <laughs> Very almost. popular name. But, thank um, you. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're so welcome. Yes, I- I'm calling to request a prayer, a special prayer for my son and my grandson. Um, both of them have been separated uh, for, I guess, for men's reasons, not for God's reasons. I think God wants parents to be loving their kids. My son loves, loves his son. Unfortunately, things happened, and he has not been able to see him or talk to him for over a year. And this is too long, too long, and he is suffering too much. Hmm. And I am his mother, and I see his suffering, and I just pray to God. Pray to God that the miracle happened. Yes, yes. And he can see his son or talk to him, at least talk to his son and learn how he's doing. And, you know, it's like family should be together. Yes. Maria, how, uh, how old is your, your son and grandson? My son, he's an adult, he's, uh, almost 40 years old. Okay. And my grandson is 16. Okay. And and uh, I know both of them love each other, but um, it's just terrible what happened. They cannot communicate. My son keeps writing him letters, hope, hoping my grandson will receive the letter. And yeah. my grandson will read and learn that he, his father is suffering for not being with him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and here's one of the things I love, and I'm so thankful, Maria, that you are calling. And obviously, you're very broken um, because you love your son and grandson. But you, you said just a moment ago, you're praying for God to do a miracle, and, and God is able. God is able. And, and the, the power of prayer, one of the things I love about prayer is that we have been invited to pray. Uh, as a matter of fact, it says in Hebrews, boldly approach the throne of grace with confidence, um, knowing that the things that we ask, the Lord will answer. And, he, and it goes on to say there that he will give us help in time of need. So, so not only does God invite us to pray, but then as we pray, there's power in prayer, and he moves through our prayers in the lives of the people that we're praying for in, in, in our world. He moves his hand in our world. So um, so it's a privilege to pray. And I do believe, I do believe uh, with all of my heart that not only does God hear our, our prayer, um, but God will will answer in his time, in his way. Um, and, you know, again, I think, I think of what Jesus says, ask and it will be given, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. But in the original Greek there, the idea is 
keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. So don't be discouraged if perhaps, uh, you know, you don't get the prayers as quickly as you would like, or just continue to persistently pray, continue to knock, continue to ask, continue to seek. And and I promise you that God will be faithful uh, in only the way that God can be faithful. And he'll do it in his time, but his timing is always perfect. Um, and so, Lord Jesus, we just want to bring uh, our dear sister Maria to you. So thankful for her, so thankful for her heart, for her son, for her grandson, and really wanting to see the two of them connected, Lord, and uh, and, um, and, and in a, a healthy father-son relationship, Lord. Uh, but she has mentioned her son is, is sad and hurting, Lord, uh, and is overwhelmed and is trying to reach out to his 16-year-old son, her grandson. Um, and Lord, you are... Lord, you're able. Again, that, that, that is just, I feel the word for Maria. God is able. And I pray, Lord, that she would know, Lord, that you not only hear her prayers as she cries on behalf of, of her family, um, but Lord, that you would move in this situation to bring reconciliation, that you're the God of reconciliation, that you would bring healing um, into this relationship, that you would restore this relationship between her son and her grandson. Um, and, and God, we again, we believe that all of this is possible because of what Jesus has done for us, that you were reconciled to us uh, through Christ, and, and that you have made possible now reconciliation, um, not just vertically, but horizontally, meaning with other people in our lives. And so we pray that you would do that work. And Lord, I don't know the the salvation um, of her son or grandson, but we do just want to pray, Lord Jesus, that uh, that you would move and, and, and bring them to you if they don't know you, Lord Jesus, and save them. And so we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Maria, thank you so much for calling. Uh, we have just a few minutes left here on the show, so we're going we're gonna to move on here in just a moment. But again, you know, so many people, I think, are just, and I'm realizing post-Easter, post-Resurrection Weekend, just really amazed at uh, how many people are, are, are really struggling with, uh, with family members and issues at home. And, and I just want to encourage you guys, the Lord sees you, the Lord knows, don't give up in praying. Uh, scripture says, don't give up in, in well-doing, and, and Jesus would encourage you, continue to persistently pray. We do have a call on line one. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have time to get to it, but I'm just going to briefly um, uh, try to, as best I can, answer the question. Uh, Nick is calling from Denver. So Nick, I'm so sorry I couldn't get to you. You're welcome again to call back uh, even tomorrow. But your question is uh, that you're Catholic, uh, and your question is uh, that that. Uh, you, it sounds like you perhaps pray to the Virgin Mary, but you're asking why um, we're not supposed to pray to the Virgin Mary. Um, and that's a great question. So, you know, at the end of the day, the, the simple answer is, and I, and I get it, there's, there's the catechism of the Roman Catholic Church, and in the catechism, it teaches that we're to pray to Mary. Um, and there are traditions uh, in the Catholic prayers, uh, you know, prayers like Hail Holy Queen, where it's a prayer to Mary. And so that, this is a question a lot of people ask, but the short answer is the Bible nowhere instructs believers in, in Christ to pray to anyone other than God. That doesn't mean we don't love who Mary was. That Mary was an amazing, beautiful um, character in Scripture, a very real woman that was blessed by God. If you read the Magnificat, uh, just a beautiful, um, even a, to do a, a character study on her, I love, I love that. But, but nowhere are we instructed to pray to her. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, the Bible nowhere encourages or even mentions believers uh, asking individuals in heaven uh, to, to, to pray on their behalf. 
So again, many of my Catholic friends do pray to Mary and they pray to saints such as Gertrude and Rita and Sylvester and Vincent and Agnes. But um, again, that's because they believe that Mary and the saints are intercessors between them and God, that they will go and pray to, 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 to God on our behalf. But no saint can take the place of Jesus. Jesus in Scripture is our great intercessor. Uh, I'll give you a verse, 1 Timothy 2.5. There is one God and one mediator between God and men. That is the man, Christ Jesus. So there's no one else that can mediate with God for us. Jesus is the only mediator. Uh, so that would then tell us Mary and the saints cannot be mediators. Uh, the Bible tells us Jesus Christ himself is interceding for us um, before the Father. It says there in the book of Hebrews chapter 7, I believe, he's able to save completely those who come to God through him because he, meaning Jesus, always lives to intercede for them. Um, so that's the short answer to the question. I'm sure that we could we could talk more about that, but um, but at the end of the day, we do have someone that we pray to. His name is Jesus, and he is the one that is interceding on our behalf, and I'm so thankful that we've got Jesus. Um, again, no shade to Mary, but uh, I don't believe that the Scripture teaches we should be praying to Mary or to any of the other saints that have come throughout church history. Um, scripture is very clear that we have our mediator, Jesus Christ. And, and what's wonderful about that is we can pray to God the Father through Jesus, and we can pray to the Holy Spirit because he is God. Um, and, and of course, we pray to Jesus, and Jesus then takes our prayers and he prays for us. Isn't that amazing? Jesus prays for us. I just absolutely love that thought. Not only am I praying, but Jesus is praying. Um, and, it, and it says in the Psalms that God watches over us while we sleep. And I just wonder, you know, while we're sleeping, is Jesus praying for the very things that we worry about or the anxiety perhaps that is keeping us up? Well, he is. He is our intercessor. He is our mediator. He's the one that has bridged the gap between us and God. So I will just say all glory and honor and praise be to Jesus, our great Savior. Um, and so thankful for for him. And I'm just a little bit fired up after Resurrection Weekend again. Just such a great weekend here at Calvary Church and so thankful for all that God is doing. Uh, so thank you, my friends, for listening to Calvary Live. Again, my name is Pastor Josh. I'm filling in here today for Pastor Jeff Figs, who will be back tomorrow. Such a joy and a privilege to be with you. Uh, I will be with you on Friday. So any questions or prayer requests that I can pray for, I'll be here on Calvary Live Friday, four o'clock to five o'clock Mountain Standard Time. God bless you guys today. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.